left the first seats in the front car open and gave the lucky passenger a beautiful view of the ride into town. Patel, though, had seen it all a hundred times and paid little attention until the train swung round the big curve near South Quay and headed across the water. Even though he knew a little about the place's history, Patel found it hard to imagine this landscape not full of construction gear and scaffolding, but jostling with the hulls of close-berthed ships, the air black with smoke from a thousand smokestacks, cranes loading and unloading goods, the shipping of an empire filling these man-made harbours and lagoons that had been dredged out of oxbows of the Thames. It had all vanished a long time ago, when Britain stopped being an empire and the mistress of the seas. This whole area had undergone a terrible decline after the war, during which it had been bombed nearly flat, and whatever was left had fallen into decrepitude or ruin. Now it was growing again, office space abruptly mushrooming on the waterside sites where the ships had docked to disgorge their cargoes. Only the street names and the names of the Docklands stations preserved the nautical memories. Some of the old loading cranes still stood, but the warehouses behind them had been converted to expensive loft apartments. Slim black cormorants fished off heron keys, though the keys themselves were gone, slowly being replaced by more apartments and office space and shining hotels, and still more office buildings looked down on waters that were no longer so polluted they would catch fire if you dropped a match in them. Patel got out at Shadwell to change for the little spur line to Tower Gateway and stood there waiting for a few minutes. All around were four or five-story brick buildings, their brick all leached and streaked with many years' weather, tired-looking. Scattered among them was much council housing, ten-story blocks of flats done in pebble dash and painted concrete, looking just as weary. These were not slums anymore, not quite, though his father never tired of telling Patel and his mother how lucky they were to be able to afford someplace better. It was true enough, though it meant Patel had a three-quarter-hour commute to school every morning instead of a fifteen-minute walk. No matter. Today he was grateful enough not to have to walk more than a few minutes carrying the book from hell. The train for Tower Gateway came rumbling along, stopped, and opened its doors. It was crowded and Patel slipped in through the door and put the book down on the floor, bracing it between his shins lest it fall on someone's foot and get him involved in what would probably be a completely justified lawsuit for grievous bodily harm. The train swung south, the few blocks to Tower Gateway. There Patel got out with his burden, walked along the platform, and took the escalator up through the tube-like corridor that led to the overpass that avoided the mainline BR tracks then down the other side again, and out across the open concrete plaza from which jutted several large slabs of ancient wall, not much more than field stones mortared together, a remnant of the old days when the city of London was all the London there was, and that tiny square mileage had a proper defensive wall of its own. Nothing to do, of course, with the other walled edifice just this side of the river. As he went down the stairs to the underpass tunnel that dove under the traffic stream of Minories Street, Patel glanced up and caught a glimpse of crenellated tower against the clouds, one of the metal wind vane banners mounted on a pinnacle of the tower's outer wall, stood frozen in mid-swing against the wind, then spun suddenly to point west in a gust off the Thames. Sky's getting nasty, Patel thought. Might rain.
Hope it stops by the time I'm above ground again. He headed through the underpass, breathing a little harder now from the weight he was carrying. Am I getting out of shape? I can't wait to get rid of this thing. And up the stairs on the far side, past some more islands of old preserved city wall, and then down again into the Tower Hill underground station. He pushed his train ticket into the turnstile before him, waited for the machine to spit it out again. Here he would catch the last leg of his trip, the tube train to Monument, and meet Sasha at the coffee shop at East Cheap and Gracechurch Street, and she would take this thing off his hands. And arms, and shoulders, but particularly the hands, Patel thought, and headed down the stairs, stepping a little to one side so as not to be trampled by the people behind him. A direction sign just ahead of him read, Platforms 2 and 3, District and Circle Lines, West.